you sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six-figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets? In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and day will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention who wins the game online. We are the agents of change who learn to proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman and you're listening to Launch Into Freedom. What's up, my friends? My name is Michael Hoffman, and welcome back to the Launch Into Freedom podcast. And it is finally here. We have episode number 50. I'm super excited. And as you might have noticed, we didn't have an episode last week. And that is because I wanted to make sure that I prepare for episode 50 in a great way, because I think it's a really special episode for me. I started this podcast in February of this year. And honestly, when I started, I didn't think I would make it to 50 episodes. It was like such a big goal. It was so far away. And one episode a week, it takes forever to get to 50 episodes. And now we have the middle of November and it is finally here. And the reason why I took a break last week was because I have a special announcement to make in this episode. And that is that the podcast, the Launch Into Freedom podcast is taking a break until probably February of 2022. So in three months, we're going to take a couple months off. And you can look at this episode as almost like the season finale. And we're going to start with season two fresh in the new year. And let me tell you, this was not an easy decision for me. I thought about it for a while now, and I wasn't sure if it was the right decision. I wasn't sure if I was just trying to find an easy way out and trying to find excuses. But the more I thought about it, the more it made sense to me. And in today's episode, I want to focus on two things. And the first one is I want to explain to you the reasoning why I want to take this break until February for two and a half months now. And second of all, I want to dive a little deeper into what I learned over the past 50 episodes over the past nine months of podcasting. But before we get started, And before we dive in, I want to remind you one last time of my Movember campaign. If you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on Facebook, you probably have seen the mustache that is growing strong. And we already have so many amazing people who donated to the cause. Movember is a great organization who really focuses on supporting mental health and suicide prevention in men, next to so many other things like prostate cancer awareness, uh, testicular cancer awareness. So many great things. And for the last two or three years now, I support Movember every single year. And if you want to help too, and if you want to support a great cause, feel free to check out the link in the show notes below. It is movember.com forward slash M forward slash launch into freedom and contribute to the cause because it's the time of giving back. Thanksgiving is coming up. Christmas is coming up. And you have to know that every minute of every day all around the world, 60 men die because of suicide. They decide they don't want to live anymore. 
and Movember and me, we want to make a change in the world and make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. All right, so let's dive into this episode and let me explain to you why I decided to almost like push the pause button on this show, on this podcast, on Launch Into Freedom. And the first reason, the biggest reason for me was that the theme of the show, Launch Into Freedom, is not really on brand anymore. And let me explain you what I mean by that. I basically started the show and if you listen to the intro, you probably can hear that as well. I wanted to focus on launching. I wanted to focus on helping health and wellness experts, creating attention for their offers and for their launches. And it was a weird situation right before I started because a week or two before I actually launched this podcast, I had a massive shift in my business and I shifted from helping health and wellness experts launching to helping them with their paid advertising like Facebook ads and YouTube ads, Instagram ads. And you probably gauged that as well listening to the show that we focused a lot on paid advertising, on marketing, and not so much on launching your businesses. And I wanted to make sure to actually bring the show back on track to kind of find the right brand, find the right theme, find the right topics for the show that it attracts the right kind of people, right? Right now, people come to the show expecting to hear launch content, expecting to hear me tell them how they can actually generate attention for their product launches, service launches, offer launches, whatever it is. And they mainly find content about paid advertising, which plays a role in launching, don't get me wrong, but it is not the main driver. So I want to take these next two and a half months and actually make sure that the podcast is back on track and on brand again. And What you can expect for February is probably a new show title, new show branding, a new intro. We're going to work on that over the next two and a half months with my podcast editor and with my team and come back with a brand new show for you. The second reason why I decided to kind of take a step back is, as I mentioned before in these episodes, I went through a pretty rough patch over the past six months in my business. And although I had really good intentions, the fire didn't really come back to recording episodes for the podcast. And don't get me wrong, I really tried every week to provide value to you and to make it worth your time to tune in and to listen to the show. But at the same time, if there is not 100% passion behind what I talk about, it is hard for me to find the fire. It is hard for me to find the passion and to motivate me to actually sit down, outline, research and record those episodes for you. And that has a lot to do also with what I mentioned before, that the show is not on brand anymore, that the show is basically centered around something that I am not really passionate about anymore. Because right now I'm all about paid advertising. I'm all about helping you scale your businesses, helping you scale your offers with paid advertising. And that's simply not what this podcast was intended to be and what it started out as. So if you listen to this show since the beginning or you jumped in like halfway through since we started recording, you know that I try to be very transparent here, that I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything or put a filter on anything and just show the success and what goes amazing in my business and just hide what's not working out. And I want to be transparent here. There is also a big financial investment that goes into running a podcast. If you are not very savvy with the tech, with audio editing, with the recording and uploading it to different distributing platforms, 
It is actually very complicated to run a podcast. I tried it two years ago to start my very first podcast. And after one episode, I gave up because I just could not edit those episodes. It was just too much work for me. It was too complicated and it was not sustainable for me. And for me to have a podcast editor, for me to have a VA who actually creates all the assets for social media and writes the show notes and writes the emails, that is a big financial investment. And to be honest, things in my personal life with my full-time job and also with my business didn't really take off this year as I planned it to be. At the beginning of the year, I set out a plan to actually exit my job towards the end of this year, which will not happen now due to other circumstances out of my personal power. So there are a lot of financial consequences here and running a podcast is an investment. And if you don't see the return there, it is hard to justify to keep up that investment if nothing is coming back in return. And lastly, there are two big shifts in priorities in one, my personal life and also in my business that kind of made it easy for me to make that decision to put the podcast on hold for at least a few months now. And the first one is personal. As you guys know, I mentioned it a lot of times on the show. I am an athlete just to the bones. I've been a professional athlete. I've been a professional basketball player for most of my life. And now I really found a new passion in doing CrossFit, doing functional fitness. And I have the amazing opportunity to compete at an amazing competition in Miami in January. And I need to prepare for that competition. I don't want to go out there on a competition floor and embarrass myself. I'm a six foot eight guy. I stand out anyways. So I need to make sure that I can perform to my best. So I'm just too much of an athlete to excuse my language, half-ass this opportunity. So I really need to shift my focus, at least for the next couple months, towards training, towards exercising, towards getting in shape um, for this competition. And the podcast is just a time investment that adds to it, that comes to this time commitment um, with training. And then also in my business, I make a shift right now to more of a high-ticket offering. Like we're going to launch a new offer probably in December or the new year that is more high ticket, that involves more one-on-one -on -one client services, and I want to focus more on these services that require a lot of time on my end. And with all the reasons that I mentioned before, doesn't make the podcast very justifiable on my end, one financially and also time-wise. So I just need to take a few months to kind of redirect this show to find a good branding, a good theme for the show that actually matches what I want to talk about, how I can provide the most value and actually can ensure that I can provide value ongoing and not just for 10, 20 episodes. And then this motivation, this inspiration, this, yeah, value just kind of drops. All right. So as you probably can hear, this episode is not as scripted or as precisely outlined as the usual episodes here. And I did that on purpose. I didn't take many notes here. I just have a piece of paper right in front of me where I wrote down some bullet points, what I want to talk about. But I just wanted to make this as authentic as possible and not just, yeah, as I said, polish it or put a filter on it and put out a pre-written statement, basically. I just want to be as authentic as possible um, and explain to you guys why I made this decision to kind of push the pause button. So I want to dive into right now into what I learned over the last 50 episodes of having a podcast, of doing interviews, of doing solo episodes, 
of building a team around a show that actually does a lot of the work for you. And the biggest reason, and that is also one of the things that I thought about a lot over the last couple of weeks, is that when you run a podcast, you can't care about the numbers. What do I mean by that? I am a very numbers obsessed person. If you follow any of my content around Facebook ads, around marketing, I really make you focus on the numbers. I really make you focus on what are your conversion rates? What is the volume of traffic that comes in? It's all about the numbers when you do marketing for your business. And I approached the podcast the same way. I was very obsessed with the analytics of the podcast, although everyone told me not to look at them. When you listen to Russell Brunson, Russell Brunson is an amazing entrepreneur and he has a podcast with almost like 500 or 600 episodes right now, I think. And he said he had no idea in the beginning how to check out the analytics of his podcast. And that's probably the reason why he stuck with it for so long, because he had no idea um, if anybody's listening or yeah, he had no idea how to do that. And that way, he actually didn't step into this trap that I stepped into because I was so obsessed with the numbers right from the beginning and that when I didn't reach the numbers anymore that I was used to right in the beginning, the podcast was taking off slowly, but then we had a massive burst of downloads and new listeners in April and May. And once that died down again, like it was really demotivating for me. It kind of took the the motivation, inspiration out of the whole um, podcast recording process because I thought to myself in the back of my head that no one's listening to this show anyways, and that is just poison for your show. So if you want to keep up podcasting, if you want to keep providing value, you can't care about your numbers. And I give you another reason. The numbers that your podcast provider provides, such as Libsyn, Anchor, I work with Bcast, there are so many different podcast hosting platforms. All those numbers are somewhat flawed. Let me explain what I mean by flawed. As I mentioned, we had a big burst in downloads in April and May and June even, and everyone was super excited that the show was taking off. I got amazing guests on the show. We had around 500, 600, 700 downloads a day at times. And all of a sudden in July, it dropped down. It dropped down to 10, 15 downloads a day for no reason. We had no idea what happened. I talked to other um, podcasters in the, in the industry and they, they saw the same thing. And then all of a sudden in mid-October, those numbers spiked again. It jumped from 20 downloads a day now at, to 250 downloads a day. And no one could explain to me what happened. And I reached out to my podcast um, hosting provider and they explained it to me in a way that the download numbers are actually not a reliable number um, when it comes to the exposure of your show. Because a lot of the directories that provide podcasts such as Spotify, Apple, um, iHeartRadio, um, SoundCloud, I think is another one. Some of the directories out there, there are thousands of them and your podcast gets pushed to all of these directories. They simply download your show multiple times a day. They download them automatically without anybody listening to it. So my podcast hosting provider, Bcast, they also provide a number um, that is labeled listeners. And I did the math and I actually went back to the very first day of the podcast and I I wrote down the numbers to see the development and what's the correlation here between downloads and listeners. And what I found, especially in the last one and a half months, since the download numbers spiked again, we have 250 downloads a day, but on average, we only have five listeners. 
So that doesn't really make sense, especially because I can see all those downloads came from one episode. So how do five people download the same episode 50 times? That doesn't make sense, right? So just keep that in mind if you run a podcast right now, if you plan on starting a podcast, that the download numbers are most of the times not very reliable. And I reached out again to my podcast hosting provider and then they explained it to me that there is nothing they can do about that. And you will see that with other um, podcast providers as well. They have the same problem because they just can't control where those downloads come from and if those are real people or not. So that's just one thing to keep in mind that you probably should not care about the numbers as much for your podcast as you should with your business with launches and with paid advertising. All right, so for my next learning, I wanted to look into the reasons why I actually started this podcast in the first place. And I had three main reasons. The first one was I wanted to find my voice. I always had a hard time to just go on Instagram stories or on YouTube and just start talking because I always thought to myself that I'm not interesting, that people are not interested in listening to me, that I'm boring. And the podcast was a great way for me to not expose myself on a camera and just talk and learn to talk and actually provide value and put words into a right sentence structure. As you know, I'm not a native English speaker. I'm from Germany originally. So I'm always a bit self-conscious about my ability to speak English. So the podcast was a great way for me to actually find my voice, to know what I want to talk about. And although the podcast is not on brand anymore, I know now what I'm passionate about and what I want to talk about. So that was a great way to find my voice. And if you want to do that, if you need to find your voice in your business, a podcast is a great way simply because you're not exposed to the camera. Um, you don't have to worry about lighting or anything. You just have to make sure that you have a quiet room, a microphone and someone who can edit your episodes. The second reason I started the podcast was to kind of build a brand, right? That's probably the main reason why we all start a podcast. If it's not just a yeah entertainment podcast, if we want to use it for our business, we want to build our brand. We want brand exposure. And did I achieve that? Did I accomplish that? I have no idea. If those download numbers that I mentioned in the previous point would be legit, I would say yes, brand exposure worked. But as I told you, those numbers are probably not very reliable. So I'm not sure if it actually helped building my brand. I'm not sure if people follow me on Instagram because of it. If they friend me on Facebook because of the podcast, it is really hard to measure anything. And that brings me to my next point. The other reason why I started the podcast was to honestly generate leads. I looked at it as a lead generation channel, a lead generation platform such as Facebook ads is or organic social media is. And to be 100% honest, I don't think I generated a single lead coming from this show. This is tough for me to say, This is, but this is also the reality, right? No one talks about this, that podcasting is not the greatest way to generate leads, especially in the beginning. I'm not talking about podcasts like Russell Brunson or Amy Porterfield or Jenna Kutcher or Gary Vaynerchuk. They probably generate a lot of leads simply because they have the volume of people um, listening to the show and then also clicking on the links in the show notes. But for smaller podcasts that are just starting out, lead generation is actually very hard to measure on the one hand, and then also very hard to just generate leads from your show because you're dealing with such low listener numbers. And then there is another problem with Apple Podcasts actually completely messing up their app. 
I'm not listening to any podcast anymore on Apple Podcasts. I did that before almost exclusively. I never used Spotify and now I almost only use Spotify for my podcast listening. The problem there is that on the phone, you can't click on any links in Spotify, at least as far as I know, at least as far as I saw it the last time I checked. So it is really hard to generate leads from a podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a podcast expert out there who focuses on lead generation through your podcast, reach out to me. I would love to learn about it. But for me, it did not do anything in terms of lead generation. All right. And the last four learnings that I want to share with you are really focused on, okay, how do you run a podcast and how do you make a podcast sustainable for your business? And the first point is you really need to block time to outline and record your episodes. I didn't make the mistake that I just told myself, okay, I will get to outlining the podcast episode whenever I have time. And then right after that, I recorded or the day after. I was very wishy-washy, if you want to call it like that, when it comes to recording my podcast episodes. And more often than not, I ended up on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon with my podcast editor reaching out to me, hey, where is this week's episode? And I had nothing. Then I had to sit down outline an episode, come up with a topic and record it in warp speed, basically. And that really didn't help with the quality of the content that I put out here. So really make sure that you have a day in the week or at least a morning or an afternoon in the week where you can outline and record your episodes. Ideally, you block a whole day and you record a lot of episodes at the same time. Maybe if you do interviews, schedule all these interviews for the same day. So you have them ready and you don't have to deal with it for the rest of the week or for the rest of the month. So make sure you block time for your podcast to actually record the episodes. And hand in hand with that goes actually you need to create a system around your recording process. I talked about creating systems and processes in episode number 43, how to remove overwhelm from your business. And it really helped me remove the overwhelm of the podcast after I actually created a system, a checklist, a step-by-step list, how to record an episode, what to do first, what to do second, what to do third. Then I send it off to my podcast editor. What do I have to do after the episode comes back? It really helps to just streamline the process. And it has another benefit if you ever want to outsource these things. If you ever want to outsource writing the show notes or creating social media assets or writing the emails, you already have it in place for the VA or your team member or whoever you're going to hire for them to follow the process. And you don't have to do a lot of training or do a lot of reviews and basically pay a person to do it for you. But then you also spend time to correct the mistakes that this person made. The next learning is more about the guests that you get on the show. So if you want to have a show where you only do interviews or where you do a mix of solo episodes and interviews, this one is for you. You got to be selective with the experts, guests or interview guests that you get on the show, because if you're not, it will give you a lot of headaches. And what do I mean by that? I got lucky that most of my guests that were on the show were amazing and well-prepared and really provided a lot of value. But I also heard differently from other people who run podcasts that they record an interview and they can't publish it because the interview guest either is not very well-spoken, they don't really know about what they're talking, they're only on the show to promote their own stuff. That can happen. It luckily never happened to me. But 
you got to make sure that you have a vetting process in place before you actually get someone on the show. Because the guests on your show actually reflect the quality of your podcast. So if someone listens to this episode because the title looked interesting, and then the person on the show doesn't really know what they're talking about, this doesn't put a good light on your podcast. So make sure you vet them before and also make sure that they are prepared, that you do everything in your power, that they are well prepared. So how can you help them to be prepared? Make sure that you send them instructions before you actually do the interview, how to set up their audio, how to set up their video if you want to record the interview um, on Zoom, for example. Because there's nothing worse than a podcast episode where your audio sounds amazing because you have all the setup and then you record it over Zoom or StreamYard or whatever streaming software or communication software you use and the other person sounds like they're calling from 1940. So for the Launch into Freedom podcast, for example, When someone wants to be on the show, they book a time slot in my calendar. And once they book the time slot, they get an automated email where I give them step-by-step instructions how they set up their audio in a way that it actually matches the quality of the podcast. So I would highly recommend you do that as well because it just makes your podcast sound better, more professional, and it will also put a better light on the quality of your show. And last but not least, and I wanted to close with this point, is... You should never force content. What do I mean by that? If you can't provide quality content for whatever reason, there could be thousands of reasons. Your dog could be sick, like something else could have happened in your personal life, like your business is just overwhelming. If you can't ensure that the quality of the content that you put out there matches the quality of the overall show, then you should probably take a step back and rethink if it makes sense for you to put out that episode or if it makes sense for you to just delay the episode for one week. I believe that I'd rather take a break for a week and communicate that to my audience and be transparent with them because I can't put a quality episode out there and then put a quality episode out there the next week um, instead of just putting an episode out there just for the sake of putting it out there. So that's just my personal opinion. And that's also one of the reasons why I actually take a break with this show because I can't ensure the quality content anymore over the next two and a half months. Um, So I value your time. I don't take it for granted that you actually tune into the show every single week. And I don't want to waste your time, honestly. So if I can't make sure that the quality that I put out there, that the quality that I put in your ears is not sufficient, doesn't meet the standard, then I'm not going to put it out there. And I hope you understand that. Um, I really appreciate all of you guys listening to the show, following over the last nine months, over the last 50 episodes. I actually never thought that I would make it this far. I mentioned it in the beginning. And it is amazing to see that every week, 30 to 40 people actually listen to the show, listen to the episodes and follow me. And that is more than I could have ever asked for. And I hope that you guys will come back in February when I come with a brand new show, with a new branding, with a new intro, with new topics that we talk about, with new expert guests. We will keep it in the health and wellness niche. We will bring on more health coaches, fitness experts, personal trainers, wellness entrepreneurs. And I would really appreciate if you guys would come back in February and tune in again. If you want to follow me until then, as usual, you will find me on Instagram. I'm at the Michael Hoffman. And until then, I hope you guys have great holidays, have a great start into the new year. And thanks so much for listening to the Launch into Freedom podcast. Bye.